Welcome to Sports Without Borders, episode nine. And uh, I'm sorry about last week, Dalen, but uh, my mother was not doing so well. She had to get a Way CT scan. Way to go. Scan, so I apologize profusely. <laughs> I apologize profusely for that. So, uh, But we are back. We're going to talk about the NBA free agency that we missed last week. We missed a lot, Dalen. I know you wanted to talk about it really bad, so we're going to get to that right away. You told me right before we started recording that there's power rankings in the NFL uh, that are for three years in advance, <laughs> which... I'm going to be excited to okay. hear you're laughing about They're it, not so that's going to be hilarious. Three years in advance. They're like power rankings for like the next three years. Like who has the most potential looking forward? No, oh, it's not like, yeah, okay, in three okay. years, I, this team's going to be number one. <laughs> good Lord. Anyway, I mean, I remember I read an article, I want to say maybe like maybe four or five years ago. The, that ESPN published where it was like the next 25 Super Bowl winners and who's playing. Oh, that's good. Though. And I remember like it was talking about how like I'm going to have we're going to have to do an, a segment on that like next episode or something because it was flipping hilarious. But uh, Coco Goff, we missed on her because she it, we are going to talk about is she a legend in the making or a one turning wonder? And I'm going to talk about uh, the Dominican Summer League, which is very rarely talked about. But in this instance, it is something that should be talked about. So we'll get to that later <laughs> down the road. Dalen, just, what? <laughs> it, it should be talked about. Just, I, just for <laughs> it. Sh- it shouldn't be okay. I'm going to be honest. The Dominican Summer League is basically like the dirt level of minor league baseball. Like you can't get any lower than that. Either you're cut right. or you're there. So I'm going to get to that later on. But first, Kawhi Leonard is now a clipper. That is probably the biggest headline right now. Uh, Bleacher Report has put out their top five rankings for uh, this coming season. Number one right now, because of Kawhi Leonard, is Dude. the Los Angeles Clippers. Do you agree with I, that? Well, I don't think it's entirely just because of Kawhi. I mean, you got Patrick Beverly, Kawhi, and Paul George, which is and under you know Doc Rivers. like That's insane. And I told you. I told you the Clippers are not a team to sleep on, and look at where they're at now. Oh, I know. I mean, it's just incredible how the Clippers are the, going into the offseason. Who would have thought that the Clippers would have been a contender for Kawhi Leonard? Well, well I think people, we always think. kind of knew because we knew he wanted to go to L.A., but I think as much as it seemed as though LeBron and L.A. were, you know, in contact with him and were, you know, luring him in to join the Lakers, I don't think he ever would have. I think if I don't think he wanted to go to a team and play with a guy like a LeBron or Anthony Davis, you know, that power loaded team. Um and I, I think mm-hmm. I, I I think everyone kinda had an idea that the Clippers were going to be his landing spot. I think the big thing to take out of this though is that Kawhi Leonard is now going to lead a I wouldn't say nameless Clippers team, but a mediocre level Clippers team right now. We saw what he did with the Raptors. He led them to a championship for crying out loud. I want to see in the Western Conference Finals the Clippers versus the Lakers. Oh my that god. That would be an amazing game 7 if or seven game series if everybody is healthy. That is going to be that will be better Dude, than that, the NBA that Finals. first Staple Center game between the two. It's going to be so hot. It's going to be so good because now I think now more than he has been, um, and I think people take away from him just because he's so quiet, so you don't think about it, but you can very easily put Kawhi Leonard and LeBron on the same pedestal. 
I think you can, especially they're they're both in the oh, absolutely. new edition of 2K. They're both 97 rating. And so I Right. Like that's oh man, that is a power play and you you're going to have you know PG and Kawhi against LeBron and AD, which that was that was a big trade. I didn't see that coming because Paul George, they the <laughs> the Thunder got more for Paul George than the than the uh, Pelicans got for Anthony Davis. That is insane. But that just show that goes to prove that it all depends on how you do the season before in the NBA. Because Paul George was an NBA final or an NBA MVP. Well, finalist. I think one thing that Paul George realized, the same thing that Kevin Durant realized, same thing that James Harden realized, was that you cannot win with the way that Russell Westbrook plays or played. Um, and I just, right. I think, yeah. I think and Paul George, now, when he stayed instead of going to the Lakers, you know, what is that? Two off seasons ago, whatever it was, he, something like that. He, I think he, he had a lot of hope because there was that chemistry, but I think Paul George kind of had to, you know, face the music. Um, and I think when you've got, because one of the stipulations for Kawhi joining the Clippers is that he wanted Paul George. And so I don't know about you, but if Kawhi wants me and he's fighting to get me in order to be on a team, I'm going to join that team. I think anybody would. And that's and see that's where see I'm glad the Thunder they made a move that they needed to make. Now they have like 40 bajillion first round picks because of the Russell Westbrook trade and the Paul George trade. They now have next to nothing except for a buttload of picks. And if I were them, I could I would use some of those picks to get I wouldn't say like a superstar player, like an all-star, but I would say get someone that you think you could that you could trust in and that you could that could lead a team. Obviously Russell Westbrook is this is going to be interesting between Russell Westbrook and James Harden. They're back together except now they both won MVP MVPs. We're going to see really who is going to be the leader of that team. I There's, think it's going to be James Harden. Um, a show here at the station called The Home Team, and the host, he was talking, uh, Troy, uh, I think it's Troy Manella, he was talking, and there, his co-host asked him, you know, what he thought how that gameplay is going to be between James Harden and Russell Westbrook, and he said, he's like, well, I think one of them is going to get a rebound and take it down the court and shoot. And then I think the other one is going to get a rebound and take it down the, sh- the court and shoot. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I was like, the only difference is Russell Westbrook is going to take it into the paint for a layup or a hard slam, or James Harden is going to, you know, dribble up to the three point, take four steps back, and then shoot. <laughs> like, that's, that's the only difference. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And here's the other thing, too, is that. Um, I was reading that here's another, it was like an NBA meme I saw. It was just kind of like you're the Rockets now have two players who are going to score 50 points each and they're still going to find a way to lose yep. 121 to 100. It's so, it's so true because it seems like those two players, they will have an amazing night. It still lose. It baffles so, me. And the Rockets and have gonna, so much potential, <laughs> like two years ago, so much potential and they just blow it every time they blow it. Mm-hmm. Right. And <clears throat> I think 
right now I'm not a huge fan of the Rockets. The only reason is because you've got two ball hogs, and one of those ball hogs is going to get pissed. And if one of those ball hogs gets pissed, they're going to say, I want to trade to get out of here. I don't think, and, Jay, and they're not going to get rid of James Harden very easily, I don't think. But if they see something in Russell Westbrook, they will trade James Harden away. I don't know, it, but then you're going to have to find a team that's willing to take the amount Do of money. Do you remember he's owed. how many years um, he got signed on for, Russ? Um, I want to say he got okay. signed on for I, three. I honestly feel, I feel like four. this will be the beginning of. Russ bouncing around the NBA because I I don't think oh I could see it it's he's such a hard player to find chemistry with you know and so I don't mm-hmm. like I, I think it's gonna be like honestly it's gonna be like Chris Paul because it's it was hard to find chemistry with Chris Paul as well mm-hmm. and now and now Chris Paul is now at a, he's gonna try to lead a nameless Oklahoma City Thunder team. And he probably oh, yeah. he, won't he be able vows to, to not play to a it, single game in an OKC jersey, which I, you can't blame him. Shocker, because he basic, yeah. But and then I'm over here thinking like, okay, Russell Westbrook, and I just looked this up. He, okay. he signed for four years, um, but I'm still thinking like he signed off for four years, and then he's owed this umpteen million dollar contract. When you trade someone with that much money, the cat the people that can take him drastically narrows yeah like to maybe like four or five teams at most it'd be it'd be interesting to see him in a couple years land in uh um land with the knicks <laughs> that's what the knicks have right now just basically like, yeah. cap space they well, <laughs> i remember i saw like this uh this meme that another meme that i saw where it was just kind of like man the nba is full of so many dynamic duos and it goes like Nets, KD and Kyrie. And then it's like Rockets, uh, Harden and Russell. And then it goes the Knicks cap and space. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you know, and so I, I think what we're seeing right now with a lot of these teams that did, you know, pair up with these, you know, these duo types and, um, compared you know, the, I think the, uh, like Memphis, um, the jazz, the, uh, Pelicans, you know, these are teams that are preparing for, I think future endeavors, but I think what we've seen, especially within right, this free yep. agency, is a lot of teams that think they can win right now. And so it's going to be a very interesting <laughs> race to the top next year because I think a lot of teams have that mentality, especially with the Warriors kind of out of the picture and KD out of the picture this next year, which a lot of people forget. A lot of people like to say, oh, the, the Nets, the Nets but Katie's not going to be there for a year. And so, yes, exactly. and so Maybe I think more. there's been this wide sweep of this, like, change of mindset. And so we're going to see a lot of teams that, and granted, you should think you can win it every year, but you know, you know, so teams know, you know, you know, you know. Uh- <laughs> yeah, let me, let me ask you this, by the way. This is something that I, I got really triggered on. The NBA 2K ratings were released. We, we, yes. we just briefly talked about that a few minutes ago where uh, you said Kawhi and LeBron are ranked 97. Did you see Zion's I did not ra- see ranking? I want you to just go ahead and take a guess for me, and I want to see what you think. Just take a guess. I know he's a first-round draft pick, and usually 
brand new players are going to be a little bit lower. I want you to guess what you think it's this either guy was ranked. really high or too low. But I'm going to go with Zion being ranked at Zion's going to be ranked at 81. Good God. I, I, what is he ranked at? <laughs> is he <81. really? laughs> God damn right. Serious. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's too Nailed low, that. honestly, though. But you're first off, first off, can you give me the lottery numbers for tonight? <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, Second off, write those down for you later. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Second off, here's here's what I don't get. I think he could have I think he should be in the mid to upper eighties. Like I'm no. not saying like 89, 90 something. I think like I think like an eighty six would be fitting for the number one draft pick with so much hype around him. But hype isn't like Le- I'm gonna look up LeBron's um lebron 2k rating over the years yeah right now i think he's nice yeah okay so like he's only been 99 a couple of years and even as the cover athlete on like 2k 18 okay, he's so only 98 he's been nba basketball no this is not 2k 8 2k 11 2k 13 2k 15 oh my god this is not what i need 2k 9 2k 8 <laughs> 2K6, 2K5. Okay, 2K5. Okay, tell me, what did LeBron come ranked in in 2K5? And that's um, his rookie year? Mm, I'm not sure, but it's the earliest one on this list. So <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm going to say okay, so 2K5. No, so this ESPN NBA basketball. Gonna, okay, so I guess 2003, 2004, what was he ranked? Okay, and this was as a rookie. I'm going to say that he was probably ranked about 82. 78. But then his so okay, but was, then I, I and that off. says ESPN NBA basketball so I don't know if that that was before that was um, NBA two or I mean a two K bought the okay. rights to that okay. right after so, so that then was basically ESPN 2K. NBA two K so, five um, is so oh four through 05 season he was averaging twenty seven point two seven point two seven four um, and he was ranked eighty eight so he went you know up a whole ten. And that's because he was in the top 10 in the MVP rankings and he won the rookie of the and year. And so, like, if if Zion pans out to be, I just, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. Um, I, I think we're going to see a drastic jump from his rookie season to his sophomore season. I think we will see him. I think we will see him jump do. to borderline 90s. Well, it depends on how he does it. If he wins rookie of the year, oh, yeah, he's in yeah, the 90s. Oh, yeah, for sure. No doubt. Because, I mean, if you start out at 81 and you get rookie of the year, no doubt you're going to be at least 90. I mean, and then he'll probably have, I'd say he's going to be, I don't think he'll be an all-star, but he'll be definitely He'll be definitely there. Um, but the, this whole free agency thing, though, man, it's just like, I swear, because I, I work night shifts at the post office, and even when I was at the post office, I was getting notifications on my phone. And usually, the only notifications I get on my phone at 3 a.m. is about cricket scores. <laughs> so when NBA free agency is going on and my phone is blowing up at 3 in the morning, you know this has been totally crazy. Like, this is a free agency like I've never seen before with so many drastic oh, changes crazy. like this. It's one thing to see. It's like it's one thing to say, okay, LeBron changed from the Cavs to the Lakers. That was a big change. But we're talking like you have almost an entire the almost an entire starting five all stars 
change teams overnight, which is insane to think about. You know, and I, I think I think a big part of it too is kind of the culture of the NBA nowadays um, compared to the NFL, where um, the NFL and they're starting to do it more with players like Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown really fighting for their right to choose where they play, kind of. Um, but with the NBA, yeah. we've seen it a lot more. I think, honestly, kind of starting with LeBron James when he went to Miami is players were all of a sudden like, hey, like, you know, we're not just pawns. We can we can use our we leverage. Can do that we can, too. You know, we can kind of, you know, choose where we want. And so I think, especially this year, uh, players kind of realize that and they're like, hey, like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make some choices here. We're gonna use our our power, our leverage because we you know we're part of this league. And I think um, the commissioner Adam Silver, I think he he recognizes that it's a good thing for the NBA, unlike um, uh, David Stern. So it's 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 a, it's just right. the new culture, man. It's it's not sticking with a team for you know ten fifteen years. It's you know, hey, this didn't work out. Let's try something right. else out, you know? See, and the thing is, too, is like, imagine if this happened in the NFL. Like, say, for example, Aaron Rodgers, he becomes a free agent, signs a one-and-done with the Chargers, and then the next season he signs a one-and-done with the Broncos. Like, just totally changes Could you imagine? Could you? The NFL would be a the NFL would Aaron Rodgers with John Elway, like, man. Oh, my God. That would actually that be not bad. I'd like to see that. But, I would, I would um, love to see Aaron Rodgers um, with a different team just to see how he truly is. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say this because I hope Andrea is listening. Andrea Dobbins, who's one of our good friends, uh, Packers still suck. <laughs> just going to point that out there. Um, I hope she really hears that. I'm going to send her, the when this is uploaded, I'm going to send her just the the whole podcast and I'm just going to send her the minute marker and I hope she just goes batshit. <laughs> will and I can 18 hate. minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> just listen. And then she'll just be like, ah, anyway. Um, but the NBA free agency, man, I'm glad it's kind of, it's basically over. It's yeah. Winding I, down. I, I don't, Kemba there's Walker not going to be any more like major moves done. Um, you know, I think Unless it'll be a, a matter That's of where Chris way. Paul goes. Um, you know, there's going to be some other pieces that kind of fit into some places. But I think in terms of major spending and major trades, I think we're pretty much, you know, quieted down at this point. Right. But that. Um, let's go ahead and go over to our next segment. Um, unless you want to talk about the uh, next three years. Yeah. Playoffs, so let you me talk about Coco. So. Golf. so um, uh, or I get, you're going into Coco Golf right now. I mean, we can do whatever okay. you want. I'll, All right, let's let's, let's go with, let's we'll go with some NFL here. Okay, um, go ahead. So yeah, so the NFL um, ESPN released future power rankings projections for all 32 teams for the next three years, and I'm looking at this ESPN article, and I can only look at the number one team because I would have to buy a subscription to ESPN, and I don't want to do that. Um, but luckily, the first team is the only team that matters, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. They got the number one ranking over the next three years by ESPN. And so... <laughs> and it, it's interesting because they did 100 is, you know, A-plus elite, 90 
is A, great, and 80 is B, very good. And still at number one, the Colts only got 87.8. And so, you know, it's like if the top one is a B, it's interesting, but they got um, quarterback was NFL rank three, coaching eight, draft rank one, and front office rank two. Um, And the overall roster was ranked four. And so let me tell you, man, the Colts, Mr. Chris Ballard, Frank Wright, Andrew Luck. Oh boy, we got a solid defense, and we're coming in hot. Okay, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be contenders, and let me tell you right now, we're gonna we're gonna get some rings over the next few years. I can you tell you that much. You say that now, but Give let me it, tell Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck will be not this year, but uh, he'll be um, he'll be a contender for the MVP. But he'll be he'll he'll win at least two MVPs within the next five years. Okay. And the Colts, and the Colts I think, will win at least. They'll go to th- three Super Bowls, but they will win two within the next five years. What is the article name? Give me the article name itself, because I, it I have ESPN+. Plus. It is NFL Future Power Rankings, projections for all 32 teams for the next three years. Okay, I am I'm going I'm going to dive deeper into this because I want to see where how low the Vikings are. And so it says why they're here. A general manager with a plan, an experienced coaching staff with acumen, a star quarterback who put lingering health concerns to bed last season, a developing defensive nucleus, a stud offensive line, exciting young pass catchers and a healthy salary cap situation. You get the point. The Colts have the makings of a team set to do major damage over the next 5 plus years. Indy plays in a competitive division and has holes to fill in the roster. It worked hard to improve its edge rushing this offseason, but few teams, if any, have a future as bright. Okay, so uh, I just found the article, and we're going to... So the Colts are number one. That's... I mean, I can see it, though. I mean, I hate to... I I will... I hate to agree with you, but I can see it give a huge portion of that thanks to Chris Ballard and our front office because what they have done compared to the previous, you know, two, I guess two and a half years ago, previous to them, they did a complete change and have completely set up our team for future because all of our picks were garbage, whether they're injured, nobody's, you know, I think from when it in, I think last season we only had Andrew Luck was the only player left from like his draft class, all this stuff. And so our draft has been awful. Our drafting has been awful. But within two and a half years, our front office has been able to completely turn this team around to where we are very, very much so Super Bowl competitors. If you could take a guess, where do you think the Browns are and what their rating is? I'm going to put Browns. Colts, I I'm gonna put the Browns at number six. Okay, and what's their overall score? The Browns are gonna be score of ooh, that's tough. The Browns are gonna be a score of seventy eight. So they are ranked nine. Dang. Their overall score, eighty-one point nine. 
Oh, okay. Okay. So the last I see you. The teams that so there are twelve teams in the eighties. Number twelve is the Minnesota Vikings at eighty point four. Let's go. <laughs> I, we, let's do I, it. Hey, you know what? There's twelve teams. Skull. In, <laughs> skull boom boom skull chant. Uh <laughs> As you can tell, I'm super excited for the season. Um, but, uh, okay, you're going to love this. So this is what it's – I love how all these say, like, overall roster minus quarterback. <laughs> like these. Oh, all, right. Yeah, I know. That's what I find funny. But here's the thing. The Minnesota Vikings are ranked 80.4, 12th ranked. And guess what? How many teams make it to the playoffs, Dalen? God, I don't know how many. 12. 12? Well, yeah. Okay. So as long as they're in the playoffs, I am fine. <laughs> I am yeah, totally fine. I, I will accept it. I will accept it. Number 13 is the Green Bay Packers at 79.6. Let's go ahead. Before Interesting. I, before I scroll down to the very bottom, I, <laughs> I don't want to see the very bottom. Who do you think is going to be the last place and what their rating is? The Buccaneers, and they will be at like 67 I'm going to say oh the buccaneers is a good one. You know what? I'm going to say the 49ers because just I don't know. I don't I don't have a lot of confidence in them and I'm going to say they're 61. So let's I'm going to scroll down just to take a look at this real quick. I'm scared. <laughs> um all right, you ready for this? Yes. The Miami Dolphins. <laughs> No, <laughs> oh, not Miami. Oh, whatever. Sixty-five point four is their ranking. Oh, and our, God, poor Miami is just in shambles. No kidding. Uh, so let's see. Let's, I'm just trying to scroll through the Buccaneers, were, but they can still beat the Bats. There you go. The Buccaneers uh, are 26, and they have a 72 rating. Uh, okay. The 49ers are 24th, and they have a 73.6. Mm, okay. So, but this is a very interesting article. But we're gonna—I think we might have to make this a weekly topic or weekly discussion—is just talk, just talk about a ESPN Plus article, and I'll send it over to you so you can read it as well. Actually, um, yeah, that's a good idea. Because I'll give you my credentials, but uh, it's uh, Mr. <laughs> Fuzzy Bear, Mr. Fuzzy Bear ninety four at gmail yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that like seventh grade or sixth grade or whatever yep. email. Actually, when yeah. I when I first signed up for email, I was actually very professional because I knew I would use it down the road. So I just used Mister Hence at Live dot com. And oh, there you go. St- Mine was uh, Schmed ten at <laughs> Yahoo dot com. Schmed S H M E D ten. Everybody, email us. We're looking for sponsors. Uh, but, but, <laughs> at schmedtenet.com. <laughs> check that email, Dale, and check that email. Um, but I'm very surprised the Colts are 87.8. Nobody's in the 90s, which I think is fitting. Let's I know. Just, that's really interesting. That Like, why not just, like, do, like, you know. One. A, a curb and just, like, move, like, shift the. Because then what's the point of having the. The A and the A plus if you, if no one's in it. <laughs> right, exactly. I guess they they maybe do this every year, and then there must be teams. So yeah, yeah, they must. It must be like a consistent thing, but it, it just it's just funny. Right. Um, Coco Goff, though, I want to talk about this. Coco Goff, she made it actually pretty far for a fifteen year old. Uh, I think she made it to what the round of sixteen. 
Something yeah, like and she was the youngest the youngest player to ever qualify for Wimbledon. Yeah, she's only 15 years old, and she beats her one of her idols in tennis. Here's my question, though. Is she a one-turny one wonder, or is she going to become a legend in the making? She's only 15 years old, for crying out loud. No, I, I, I think... I think one because someone who does that well, um, and, and, you know, she after the tournament she moved up 174 spots in the rankings. Um, so she moved up to 141 overall in the rankings. Wow, that's and incredible! I, I, yeah, I know it's so insane. But I think when you do something like this at that young, it opens a lot of doors. Right, you know, it right. It opens a lot of opportunities for you. Um, and she already did get accepted to some prestigious tennis school or whatever in New York, I think it was. Good for her. And so I think it's a matter of, I think she has the potential. I think she obviously has the skill. She, you know, beat Venus and went to 16 and Wimbledon. Um, but I think it's just a matter of if she, you know, holds herself to that standard. Right, exactly. And I don't think she's going to be a one-turning wonder. I think this. I mean, I think we'll see her in the four majors. Very, I could very well see it. Um, give her some time, man, and I think that she'll become a definite superstar. I just, you obviously, she's got a lot of time left. She's only fifteen years old, and right. You, I mean, if if she was like in her thirties or forties, I'd probably say that's a one-turning wonder. But when she's this young and she's got so much ahead of her, like she can. If she she can miss the next three Wimbledons, come back and probably still be as dominant. <laughs> I mean, well, it's kind honest. of a thing where you know it's like Venus or not Venus. Um, Serena won her first, you know, Grand Slam twenty years ago. That's and inc- she's still crazy. competing at the very top of the top of the top. Exactly. And so I'm like, you know, if if she could do that in adulthood, you know, for twenty years, that you know, golf is starting at fifteen. It's like, you know, she she can be something. No kidding, but um, so the Dominican Summer League. Um, Dan, yeah, let's hear what you have to say about that. So, <laughs> I mean, you're probably as confu- you're very confused as probably every listener. Yeah, right I now. I don't I don't follow baseball a ton. Like I'm I'm kind of you know as an, just a sports fan. Like I do right. you know try to keep up a little, but right. Let alone Major League Baseball, but. The this, this is this is the minor this is league. minor this is minor league baseball. So this is yeah, even below. So for those that don't know, I'm the announcer for the Missoula Osprey, which is the rookie advanced affiliate to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Below that is the Arizona is the Arizona Summer League. Below that is the Dominican Summer League, and then below that you're cut. Okay, so this, below that you, this, you you are working at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Anyway. Um, you please sponsor us, McDonald's. Um, please, please, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Um, the point is though, is that this usually doesn't make headlines. The Dominican Summer League Yankees played the Dominican Summer League Twins on Wednesday, July third. Okay. The average game between those two, like usually for those kind of games, it's low scoring because there's very bad pitching and very bad fielding and very bad everything. <laughs> because because you're at the bottom, you you want to work your way up, and there's basically nobody there. So is it is it based in like the Dominican Republic? Is that why yes. it's called like yes? Okay. So the final score in this game, the Dominican Summer League Twins had two, which is actually pretty impressive. But here's the thing: they had two runs, five hits, six errors. 
oh my god, six errors? Like that's even one error is just like, whoa, what okay. are you doing here? Like, okay, but here's the thing: that's not the that's not the scariest number I'm going to read off to you, Dalen. The scariest number is the New York, the Dominican Summer League Yankees final score. <laughs> the New York Yankees. <laughs> the Dominican Summer League New York Yankees. Yes. They scored 38 runs. Oh, my God. No. 38 <laughs> runs, 31 hits, no errors. Oh, my and God. I, that's so bad. They had three players who had three home runs. They had two players who had seven-plus RBIs. Wow. I told – I remember when we were talking about this in the press box at the Osprey game. I said that if that Dominican Summer League team played like that against any MLB team – that would be that would make headlines around the world and nobody Dude. would look at any team the same since that's then, so crazy that's like it's, that's not even competitive like that's just they just like going that would be going if you took going. like a high school team and played them against you know like some little league if you have the chance to score 38 runs wouldn't you score 38 runs yeah i guess so i <laughs> exactly <laughs> So, but uh, we're running out of time, Dalen. Sports Without Borders. Check us out on Twitter at Sports Without Borders yes. or Sports Underscore Borders, excuse me. Uh, podcastswithoutborders.com. Did I get that right this time? Uh, yes, podcastwithoutborders.com. You can email us at pwbnetwork at gmail.com. Sounds good. Dalen, as always, I hate your guts. We'll see you next week. Sounds good, buddy.